Ensuite You're listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. You just heard right there, Les Gris Gris with Satisfy the Lords of Anarchy from LA, France. Thank you, Almir, for sending Satisfy the Lords of Anarchy. By Lake Gris Gris. Today on the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with from Hawthorne, California, Cuckoo. Cuckoo, today on the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. And to prepare you for Cuckoo, here is a brand new release from Sudden Death Records featuring DOA. DOA 1978 unreleased tracks and singles. And we're going to hear right now The Mutant, written by Chuck Biscuits from 1981. The demo version, the only version that survives on this release. DOA 1978, brand new, unreleased tracks and singles. 
And then some more music on the Nerd War, the human serviette radio show.
And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. You just heard right there, DOA with Rip Disjoint. Brand new from DOA on Sudden Death Records, but that is from 1979, a demo version of Rip Disjoint by DOA. Brand new from DOA on Sudden Death Records. And before that, from Nashville, Tennessee, Ornament with Better Saturday. And before that, we heard some Brenton Wood with I Think You Got Fools Mixed Up from 1966. And we also heard at the beginning of that actual set, The Mutant by DOA from 1981. A demo, a demo, and that was written by Chuck Biscuits. Right now, coming up, an interview with Cuco from Hawthorne, California. But right now, before we get to Cuco, a brand new release from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada's BB. This is actually on red vinyl, exclusively pressed by Flying Vinyl. And we're going to hear by BB, new blue, brand new on 7-inch, 7-inch vinyl! And in an interview with Cuco on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show! <laughs> Who are you? I'm Kuko. 
Kuko, welcome to South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. Thank you. Right after that, Cuckoo, I have a gift for you. An immortal technique oh, album. Shit. What the fuck? Yo, I love this fucking album. What can you say about immortal technique and Cuckoo? Yo, I was put on to him like hella early, bro. I was young and I heard Dance with the Devil. That shit fucked with me for a minute. But I was like five, bro. And that's from 2003, an immortal technique LP. Yeah. Yeah. For Cuckoo. Yeah, thank you, bro. This is sick. It's like one of my favorite songs, leaving the past. That's just sick. That's just crazy. I I barely got a fucking vinyl player like last year, so I'm gonna put this to use. Kuko Javier, did he teach you guitar? Yeah, yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was my my guitar teacher. That was like the, the person that taught me how to play like my first uh, my first chords and shit. Javier Barbosa. And Mrs. Grace. Mrs. Grace, yeah, yeah, she was my one of my teachers for uh, for high school. She uh. We did. Link, she was like my link crew mentor. In band, Isai. You met Isai in band. Yeah, Isai's not here though, but he's he's my bass player right now. Yeah. He's a cool poncho. Yeah, he yeah he has that shit. I don't even, bro. Isai needs to be here, bro. <laughs> Fuck is he? Who has your dad driven cabs for, Kuko? <laughs> what the. I can't really say it because he I can't like disclose it, but he's driven like for like hella famous people and shit. Yeah, he, he not cabs though. He used to, he did like limo service. Yeah. He also was into taking photos. Yeah, he's a photographer. So does he lean back and take photos of the people in the limos? How does that work? Oh uh, no, he he can't do that. He like pulls up though to my shows and like takes photos. I used to be like my first like, I guess like under the table job was with my dad. I used to be like a second photographer. I used to take portraits of like the wedding and like all that all that other shit. What other photos does he take? Like, what does he take besides you? Uh. It's like weddings, quinceañeras, all that. He used to he used to uh, work for a magazine called Bazooka, and uh, he used to like like take photos of like people like Anitos Verdes and like Cafeta Cuba and all those like Mexican, not me- not necessarily Mexican rock, but just Spanish rock like groups. So he's down with rock. Then. Yeah, he loves it. He, yeah, he put me onto like like all the rock stuff I like know. Thank you, Juice. Juice, like Glenn. Juice helped inspire you, right? Juice, Glenn, you talking about Glenn, like my homie from college? Yeah, what the fuck, shout out to Glenn, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's my homie, fucking, we used to like ditch class, bro. Like, we used to ditch uh, class in college in Santa Monica, and like, he would just take photos, and like, I would just post for him, and like, we would just, like, he would just watch me make music in like my car. I would like mix, and he would just watch me make beats. So that's, that's crazy. Thank you, Juice. Thank you, Juice, bro. I was curious, Kuko, what were you like back then? What were you like back oh, then? Oh my god. Yo, bro, I was I was a scene kid, bro. I used to be into like It's kinda emo ish, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. How would you describe yourself right there? Sad. Uh skinnier. Uh I used to be into like I used to be into like Pierce the Veil and shit, dude. Still kind of am. Good hair. When did that hair end? Uh, like so- like sophomore year. I I had I went through this phase like really quickly, like for like a year, and then I was just over it. Then I started like going through like this like psychedelic like phase of like music when I was like fourteen, fifteen. 
But around that time, were you also in a hardcore band? Like you were into hardcore? What was the name of the band? It was Chapters. I was, yeah, I was in a band called Chapters with my homie Ozzy, Marco, Axel, and Dowett. What did you, did you look like that? Yeah, I look like this. I would wear like a ripped flannel, like a red like flannel with like the arms ripped off and like a, like a shirt under it and like hella skinny jeans and like nothing but Vans. Thank you also, Marlene's grandma. Oh, yeah, Marlene's grandma. Bro, shout out to Marlene's family. That's like one of my friends from like high school. Because she said you're legit, didn't she? She said you're legit. Like she realized that you are legit. She heard yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, that's like one of like my, my very close friends from like high school. I think I like, like all my, all my like close friends from high school, like are the, like the people that like actually believed in me, like when I was like doing shit. Cause I didn't like kick it with a lot of people, but those that I did like kick it with, um, I think just shout out to them too. Because I don't know, I felt like if I would have, if I would have, if they would have been like, all right, shit sucks, then I would have, I would have just kind of stopped. But what about Cruz from Checkerboard? Oh, Cruz. Oh my God. He threw a, our first backyard show. It was originally just me. And Shidu, it was a four-piece band, and we did that show out in Whittier at the homie Aaron's house. Shout out to Aaron because uh, that shit was sick. That was like one of like the like the best like I was like that was like that was like a sick experience because like I didn't realize how many people like were gonna come just like a backyard show to like watch me. Thank you, just another rap show, bro. Jars, that was like my first rap like real show. Like, oh my god, bro. Like, uh, Quest, he's the one that. I hit up. Uh, Actually, well, have you introduce everybody here uh, from the left? Could you introduce everybody? That's Quest. This is Gio right here. It's my visuals guy, my drummer, Liano, Soscato, my TM Ryan, my day to day Sadie, my guitar player Breeze, the Breeze with the flow, and Doris, and I don't really know. Yeah, these are two, two homies that we just met right now. YouTube homies. Please explain just another just another rap show jars um they they would they're like a local uh like group that would put shows together like out not necessarily like just south bay but they would just kind of like put shows like all like all over the place but that specific show like all the homies played it freo quest quasi adam s my homie akram dj'd it it was sick thank you young yogi young yogi bro it's so crazy bro i used to listen to volumes when I look like this, and he hit me up, like, he followed me, like, for a while, but then he actually, like, hit me up sometime, like, last year, I think, and, like, we actually worked on some shit, too, like, I produced for him in Quest, like, a song that hasn't even come out yet, but it's tight. Yeah, he's, like, he's, like, one of my favorite vocalists, like, aside from, like, like, just, like, a person, like, he's a really sick vocalist. And he turned you on to Puya, and then Puya helped turn on everybody to you. Yeah, yeah, he put. I I found out through about Puya because because of Yogi, bro. Like he would always. I was like a metalhead, but I would see him kicking it with Puya, and I always thought that dude was funny. And then, um, and then I think I can't remember how it goes, but basically Marcus Flexitelli and Mikey the Magician were like some of the first people that were on to me, and then like Puya like got hit. So shout out to them, bro, because. That's, like, sick as fuck. Like, those are, like, to me, like, underground, like, legends, so. Thank you, Young Yogi. Yeah, thank you, Young Yogi. Shout out, Gus. You also played a private party and the internet was there? Wait. Oh, yeah, I did. I Benefit for living in L.A.? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, like, one of those things where, like, you just kind of get asked by, like, a homie to play, a sh like, a, a birthday party, and then you just see hella people there. 
you also played like Sun Valley 13th Floor Presents with the Lucy's and the Beach Bums. Oh my God, I remember that show. I got my beanie snatched at that show. <laughs> Bro, yeah, I got my beanie snatched at that show. And then the fool that like snatched my shit, like uh, Fridge, Darren, and like Adam just like jumped that fool. It was like, it was like the. You dumb- got it back? I did, but like it was just it was just like unnecessary, like stupid shit. But it was so funny though. Like it's just it's just funny to think about it because like that's like that's some like super throwback shit. What the fuck? Oh my god. Yeah. Kuko. Yeah, it was good. Kuko. <laughs> in LA, you know, you're based from LA. I am based kind of in Vancouver, Canada. But the unicorns, Canadian, the unicorns. Yeah, bro, I love the unicorns. Oh shit. Yeah, I fuck with the unicorns heavy. I don't remember like the songs anymore that much, but like, like if I hear them, I know I'm like. Da, 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 da. And Home Shake from Canada. Yeah, Home Shake is sick. I haven't met him yet though. The Ironies. The Ironies. What the fuck, bro? What? Bro, he was. <laughs> bro, Julian, bro, you gotta come up here, bro. Tell him about the Ironies. Who do we have here? Who do we have here, bro? E. <laughs> <laughs> What can you say about the gentleman you have to your right? Bro, this fool used to play keyboards for Ironies, bro. Me and Ishmael, um, keyboard player from back in the day. Um, we used to hang out. We were like all like punks and stuff like that. Like we got, I got asked by one of my really close homies that I grew up with in Lawndale. He's like, hey, like my band, my homie's band. His name is Tadeo. He plays with a band called the Ironies. Like. He, he knows you play I told him you play keyboards And he wants to see what's up Like if you're down to play And I've never listened to Ska I have not dwelled into Ska Like I was not like Super like conscious of like The whole Ska scene that was going on Like Compton, South Central It moved to the Valley But now I don't know where it mo- What's moved now But yeah Basically just like Started jamming with them We used to play like Hella backyard shows And for a point Like for a good They were popping bro yeah, for They were popping. Pop, popping But then like But then like our Our lead singer And uh, one of the trumpets quit And then like It just kind of like Went down from there Because we had like a new Like a couple singers The last singer that we had Was solid Like he was a homie That would always chill with us But um Yeah yeah It, it was just like a really cool Like scene And like really cool phase What the through. fuck like, he, he was, we, we played um we played this uh, at Hawthorne, Hawthorne High, and he, play, he played the same show. Him and Eastside played the same show, and I didn't even know them. I didn't even know them yet, but our trumpet player that quit did know them. And so it was just like uh, you, Johnny's band. Samarian. Samarian, that's who won. Oh, yeah, my God. What was Kuko like back then? I was fucking weird, bro. I was just into, like, myself and, like, kicking it by myself and my best friend. And, uh... I don't know, I just, like, I had friends, I was cool with people, like, I had, like, a lot of my, my friends that, like, I really, like, kicked it with, like, in high school, like, I still kick it with now, but, uh, even then, like, I wasn't really, like, I didn't really know people like that, but I was just, like, held to myself, I just worked on music, and I would lock myself in my room for, like, hours, and then just, like, work on shit, and then once I finally had, like, the software to record, I started recording my own music, I was hella quiet, I was tripping a lot in school, so, like, I'd be, like, sitting in class, and, like, just, like, like, looking at, like, all the posters, just like, whoa. Well, like, I was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Kuko, what about Indigo State, another band? Bro, Indigo State, uh, as Nico, Alex, and Gabriel, they uh, actually played our, our first house show with this, with Cruz. And it's funny because they're actually also Steve Lacey's uh, backing band. Oh, interesting. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy because like Steve pulled up to one of my shows and like he seen Indigo State too and like like a couple like months down the line like you just see Indigo State as like his backing band. And it's just crazy, just I went full circle. But they're just they're just sick like individuals, like really talented, like like really great jazz musicians. Like them as a band, like they're fucking their dynamic is like insane. Kuko, who did you originally give the Lava Lamp beat to? Bro, I gave that shit to Freo, bro. But that fool never used it. So uh, I was like, yo, can I take a beat, a beat back? And I'll just like send you some more upbeat shit. For beats, you sent one also to Made in Tokyo? Oh, yeah. We have we have a couple of things like in the works. Yeah, Tokyo Tokyo's fire, bro. He's like, that's that's like my brother right there. Like He, he always like... Like, like, not only is he, like, just a real-ass artist, he's just a real-ass person. And, like, the fact that he, like, he believes in me, like, and he actually wants to do some shit with me and, like, on some, on some like, way more, like, just in, like, instead of a song, it's just, like, he wants to do a whole project. So that's some shit to, like, look out for in the future. You did a gig with Little Rob and MC Magic, and you were going to work with them? Yeah, actually, bro, the song Deadass just came out, like, today. We have a song called Search. But I played it in Houston with them last year. That was crazy. I thought I would give you a gift, speaking of East L.A. rap and roll and punk, Violence Girl by Alice Bag, and she is from the band of Bag. It's all about punk rock and East L.A. This is sick, dude. That's some history right there. Like, you're into some of the punk rock, aren't you? Like, Lost Illegals. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not actually really into punk rock. I was actually, like, more in L.A., like, in Hawthorne. I was more into, like, the hardcore scene. Versus like punk, like my he him and like all a lot of my homies are more into punk. And I would just pull up to shows like that because, like they would invite me. But like I was actually like into the hardcore scene. But it's still like, but I still know about it just by by being there and like whatever was happening around me and shit. I guess what's cool is kind of like being a Chicano in the seventies. Yeah, no, that's crazy. This is sick, dude. Kuko Kendrick Omar. Bro, that was my username for like four years on like Instagram. <laughs> are vine loops important to show vine loops uh no nah, not really i had like a, a vine to, like for a minute when i was like in high school but then i just like deleted that shit i wasn't really into it i just, i liked i liked watching vines but i felt like my my comedy was like way like but you had you were proud of your comedy the vine loops kind of i like after looking back at it it was just like kind of dumb yeah, like I, I wasn't, I wasn't funny. You mentioned earlier a bit of psych, heavy trip. That was kind of psyche, right? Yeah, psych. Yeah, heavy trip was like originally what I was as an artist, and I released a heavy trip EP, and um, that's why I put like go home and I forgot what the like song names are called. And then on Bandcamp, there's like a like another song called. Uh, there's like a song on Bandcamp that's like only like available on Bandcamp, but it's like just like an acoustic song I did, and it was just me trying to like, in like embark on like psychedelic music but then i just ended up making this stuff i do now but it's still kind of like psych like i feel like if you like if you really listen to psych then you kind of see why it's still psych rather than like entirely pop or like dream pop because of i don't know just like certain sounds i use and like whatever i do it's just like yeah the, the influence is just heavy right there with like psychedelic music and psychedelics in general Cuckoo quote, Santana in my blood. I don't think I had enough. Yeah, that's that's a reference. I don't think I had enough. Yeah, it's a reference to to Woodstock when Santana uh, kaleidoscope, kaleidoscope vision. Yeah, so when he took when he took LSD and because uh, he he's also a guitar player. Like my first instrument is guitar, 
So it's kind of like like a double entendre because like is that is that correct? Double entendre because he was like tripping, but also like he's a guitar player. So Santana, my blood, like you know when when you're tripping, like it's in your blood, but also like you're playing guitarist. Makes sense. But kaleidoscope vision. Uh, kaleidoscope. Yes. Yeah, the word kaleidoscope. And it made me think, I have another gift for right here. This is actually a comp of Latin American and some Mexican psychedelic music from oh, the 1960s. Sick. Including the kaleidoscope and Doug's Dugs from Mexico. That's crazy. But there's a whole bunch of stuff like Peruvian stuff. Fuck, this is sick. Have you ever thought about doing a cover of 60s Latin American psychedelic music? Yeah, I want to do like a cover of uh, Leticia Isabel by Los Moonlights. I feel like that one would be really sick. And here's some really obscure stuff, like from Argentina, all sorts of psychedelic music yeah. from the 1960s, all comped up there for you to cover, possibly. Some really, really obscure stuff. Yo, these album covers are crazy, too. I love the Doug's Doug's as well, and, and Kaleidoscope, too. This, like, trippy-ass vinyl is sick. How much are you into psychedelic? Like, Lemon Pipers. The Lemon Pipers. I love the Lemon Pipers, bro. They're, like, one of my favorite, like, old-school psych bands. Like, I love Lemon Pipers, The Birds, uh, Love. And I have a gift for you right here. Here is actually an original poster, a reprint from 1999 of a 1966 Love and the Leaves poster for you. What? Oh, my God. Can I pull this out? Yes, go ahead. Hold up. It's a Dennis Lauren poster, a very rare poster, but it's a 99 repro of a 66 poster. Love and the Leaves at the Whiskey. The Whiskey at Go-Go? Damn. Love are pretty psychedelic. I think yeah. I'm a kind of a garage punk, but you like the psychedelic angle, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I like like the red telephone. That's a fucking sick ass song. This is so sick, dude. And you met Jeff Emmerich? Yeah, uh, he went. Speaking of psychedelic yeah, walk, he he went to my my high school. Like I was taking a music synthesis class, and mm -hmm. Jeff Emmerich, who produced a lot of the Beatles, um, he came and like just spoke to the class and. It was, like, sick because, like, he was just telling us how, how he would record and, like, certain, like, methods of how he record. Like, like he would put the microphone in, like, a bucket to, like, to just, like, I think it was, like, to recreate, like, a different reverb type of sound. Like, it was just it was just really crazy, like, off-the-wall shit that he would do for, like... Did you use any of those techniques? No, I didn't. But <laughs> I should have, though. <laughs> Manhattan Pizzeria. Bro. Fire. This is good. Shout out my hand pizzeria. What about gyms in Boyle Heights? Gyms in Boyle Heights? I never had that. I've had gyms in Lake. Shot a video there. Oh, I did? Oh yeah. No, yeah. I've 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 been to gyms in Boyle Heights for a video, but I've I, I eat at gyms in Lennox. The chili cheese fries. Dino's. Dino's, yeah. Dino's bacon cheeseburger. Bro, I used to be able to get a, a cheeseburger combo for like exactly five bucks. I would like save up my money like for like three days in like high school. And once I had exactly five bucks, I would go get a burger. What about the dinosaur burger? The dinosaur burger? At Dino's. I've never had that. They also have a Mexican menu, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they have like like all like the Mexican food. But I I've honestly only ever eaten the burgers there. And I have a gift for you right here, the Kawampus beer. The Kawama? The Pacifico? This is fire. You put it in a Michelada cup, some clamato. You sit down, kick it with your dad. Drink this shit. It's good. How long will that last? A couple hours or maybe five minutes? Uh, yeah, probably like five minutes. Also, I have another gift for you, Kuko. A Selena 
7-inch, uh, an original jukebox version of Selena, because you cover Selena, an original yeah, Selena I, record. Yeah, big hole, big crazy. hole. Yeah, we did a Selena for Sanctuary in New York, and I, uh, I, did, I did cover Selena. And that's from 1995, an actual jukebox release. Look at the jukebox thing. Yeah, fuck. Have you ever seen Selena on the jukebox? No, never. Nah. Have you ever seen a jukebox? More like once, bro. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really have like. There's probably hella diners in like LA and shit like that, but like I'm not like cultured like that. <laughs> what about the Goodwill stores in Hawthorne? What are they like? Oh, uh, they were sick. They kind of like went downhill. They used to have good shit though. I used to be able to get my jackets for like five bucks, and that's what I would just rock at school all the time. How about the Sally Ann, Salvation Army? Oh, uh, Salvation Army. The closest one was the one in Londo, like right across from like Londo High. That shit was big. Yeah. I would only pull up there, honestly, though, and like I would kick it with like Julian. And like we would just pull up to Salvation Army. What about Chips and Raul's? Oh, Chips. Dude, my, I, my mom loves the manila from Chips, but they stopped selling it, so I haven't been there since. The mariachi version of Amour. I'm on the same video, yeah. Shout out to Mariachi Lina Mexicanas, bro. That shit was sick. There's like a poop story at the beginning. What's going on there? Oh, I don't know. It's we we had a cast for Red Bull that they were like, yo, um, like just tell us your story about like something like cool or embarrassing that might have happened with like like a date or somebody that like a loved one or whatever. And like there was just a story of uh the kid that, like who uh what was it? I think like yeah, like the, his date got like shitted on or like barfed on by like the baby. The, his baby brother. Or a sister, I don't know. So, do you have an Elon Musk flamethrower? I do. I haven't used that shit though. I, I have. I that I, sounds incredible. Can you explain it? I I, I can't really explain it because I haven't used it. Because I got. What does it look like? It's just like really. It's uh, it's just a roofing torch, bro. Like it's not really a flamethrower. It's like a, it's like a, a roofing torch with like a with like a like a rifle body. I haven't used it though, just because like after I got it like after like my accident. So like. I don't know, safety hazards. A flamethrower. Yeah. Also, it was great. Honda Canada commented on one of your videos. Yeah, bro. Honda Canada low-key showed us more love than Honda USA. Did you expect that? Honda USA didn't love you? I don't know. They probably did, but they're just like, they're just hard to, playing hard to get, you know? What happened in Jakarta? In Jakarta, bro, Jakarta was fucking amazing, bro. I loved, I loved every, like, second of it, like... We pulled up to like the stores. We we had a really nice place to stay at. The show there was was insane. We had kids singing like in Spanish from like across the globe, you know. Like it it, it was it was super sick. The food out there was spicy as hell. We had like this. Uh, Are there like, any Mexicans in Jakarta? Any Mexican flags? No, not that I not not that I not that I saw honestly. But they were like they knew every word. Like they knew all the Spanglish songs too. Like Lucas Siento. They were they were just like singing that shit. I like Loki teared up. Cause that shit was crazy to me. I was like, damn, like that's that's like real love for like the music. Anything you'd like to add to the people out there at all, Kuko? Uh, I just want to give a fucking thank you to everybody that like supports me and like fucks with me. Because, I mean, getting interviewed by Nardwar is crazy, bro. So this is like it's an honor, bro, and I appreciate that. Thank you very much, Kuko. Why should people care about Kuko? Why should people care? I don't know. Just I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just make music. People. Listen to music, and I guess if you fuck with it, you fuck with it. If you don't, you don't, and, like. Well, thank you very much, Kuko. Keep on rocking in the free world, and do do loot do Do-do.
You're still listening, hopefully, to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, Coco, with the cover of One Night by Little Yachty. And before that, an interview with Coco on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Right now, I'm going to play a release by Desolation Sound. Desolation Sound is a single audio composition sampled solely from 120 vinyl recordings by over 80 Vancouver bands. 120 vinyl recordings by over 80 Vancouver bands from Tom Northcott in the 60s to the Defectors. It is a melange of sounds and styles from the 1960s to the present. Desolation sound is an attempt to subjectively capture the flavor and spirit of Vancouver recordings, perhaps akin to Fred Herzog's photographs of Vancouver or Michael Turner's curation of Vancouver films. Scott Gubbles is the sole member of Desolating the Curse and runs Tinker Recordings. He has performed with and or released music by Destroyer, Superconductor, Deerhoff, Deerhoff, among others.
The artist is Desolating the Curse. The title of this release that I'm going to play is Desolation Sound. Again, this is by Scott Goebbels, and this is a sample of 120 vinyl recordings from the 1960s to the present, all based from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's available on cassette so this right now is desolating the curse the name of the um song is called desolation sound it's on cassette and thank you scott for sending this to me nardwar the human serviette Thank you. 
Could you make that out of
cover tonight boys
alive. You made me strive for the door. Huh?
man, that was Desolating the Curse. Thank you, Scott Gubbles, for sending me that cassette. If you're wondering, that actual cassette, that artist, Desolating the Curse, did the title Desolation Sound. And Desolation Sound, actually, what you heard was a single audio composition sampling 120 different vinyl vinyl recordings of over 80 Vancouver Vancouver British Columbia Canada artists thank you Scott Gobbles for sending that in again desolation sound a single a single audio composition of 120 different vinyl recordings from Vancouver British Columbia Canada right now only have from Tom Northcott to the defectors listed. But if you listen really closely, you probably heard a bit of slow, a bit of destroyer, some superconductor, some Susan Jacks, some Poppy family, all in there, all in Desolation Sound by Desolating the Curse. On the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show flayed spray spray my faucet corn my blister horn flung into the day why ought a storm my gristle formed dung into the shirt doused bed where socks loom my fizzled norm sung inside the dirt this is john m bennett and you are listening to citrism my ray, my osteofloor, my glistened shorn mug flayed. John M. Bennett, and you are listening to CITR FM 101.9 in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Um, nost, rum, pale suit, jeers, d'accord. <coughs> oh. 